episode nine with Chucky from AT&T, who is now Chucky from Verizon. That's me. What's up? Not much. What'd you guys do today? Well, we the podcast is over an hour long. It's like an hour and 11 minutes, I think. Wow. We both got back cramps from standing up <laughs> so long. <laughs> yeah, we got done. We both bent over and we're like, oh, man. <laughs> Yeah. You about knocked over the camera like six different times, by the way. Yeah. With his whiteboard? Yeah, he was moving around and kept bumping the milk crate. <laughs> I was like, I saw the thing teeter and I'm like, oh. oh. And then we forgot, to, we get like five minutes in, we realize we forget to turn off the heat. So it just starts going. <laughs> I'm like, That's he's still great. talking. I'm like, oh, we're going to have to fix that. Jeez. Yeah, so then we had to wait like 10 minutes for the fucking thing to turn off. Yeah. You guys are a mess. Yeah, we're not the most technically advanced podcast, but no, some we're good information. There. Yeah, we're subtle improvements each time. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I actually just filed the Buckhut name with the state of Missouri, too. Really? Yeah, so I, I guess you could say things are getting pretty serious. That's awesome. Yeah. I still want a hat, by the way. Yeah. Just saying. I'm still waiting on Stacy to send me the pictures of them because they sh- just showed up today. That's what I was texting you about or accidentally yeah. texted you about. I was supposed to go to her. I want a picture yeah. of them. Yeah. Because the picture I have still has the gray lettering that the guy accidentally sent the first time. Oh. Yeah. So I want to see what it looks like with the white. Yep. And I got the hoodie on. Heck yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. How's school? Um, almost over. Almost over. Almost over. Um, Are you learning anything? Mm, yeah. We're really big on like radiology right now. So radiology. Yeah. Especially like dental radiology. So taking x-rays of like the teeth. Um, yeah. A lot of large animal stuff. We're going on two field trips next week. Where? One to an exotic animal clinic in Union. And then on Friday, the wolf endangered sanctuary. Is that the new one? Or is it it's in Eureka. Eureka. Hmm. I don't know. It should be cool. Yeah. No, that what are you what are you doing there though? I guess just touring it. Seeing like what goes on on the inside, which would be pretty cool. Yeah, I've never seen a wolf never, before. Me either. I'll have like to video myself. Or... I honestly have no idea. Oh, so like I think it was last year, the state of Missouri. So I don't know if you've heard of the red wolf. Mm-mm. It's like super endangered. There's like I don't know, not many of them left at all, and a lot of states are like. They've pretty much given up on trying to like get them back. But last year, I'm pretty sure the conservation posted an article that I think it was in Washington County. They were uh, they had like this farm that they had fenced off and whatnot as like a red wolf sanctuary. That's pretty cool. Maybe they can breed them and bring them back. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully they don't like get loose and ruin all of the yeah yeah game species in Missouri because yeah. I'm. I don't think they're native to here at all. So, yeah, 
see how that goes. That's a really, really controversial thing in like the outdoor space is the stuff with wolves because I don't know if you know, but they basically like wiped them out from everywhere they're naturally from. And then now they're like reintroducing them. But like a lot of the places Sorry. that are reintroducing them are like not managing them at all. Hmm. So like Yellowstone, for example, was like completely overrun with wolves. They're like killing all the elk and stuff like That's that. Crazy. Yeah. So yeah, no, that'd be super cool. You have to take some pictures of stuff, send them to me. Yeah, I'm really excited. Yeah. Cool. Uh, what else you learn? Anything else? I mean, we do the basics like surgery and stuff. So like a lot of hands-on, which I really like. What part so of that are you involved in? So we switch jobs. So you can be anywhere from like anesthesia to like surgical nurse, like surgical prep, um, clean path, like drawing all the blood and stuff, running all the tests. And we get to do all of it, which is really cool. You got to know a lot of different stuff. Oh, yeah. Hmm. For sure. No, I, I wanted, what I was telling you, though, what I wanted to ask you about was like, we had kind of talked about on our podcast today about how, like, the thing, like, it's obvious, pretty obvious for humans, but um, like wildlife and stuff now, too, they're really like starting, like, the stuff they're eating now is not what they ate 200 years ago. Right. So, like, I just was curious, like, what your thoughts on that were compared to, like, what we're feeding our pets, like, because it's pretty much all manufactured food. I mean, yeah, thinking of, like, basically even humans, like, everything is so infused with preservatives and stuff that it's basically became unhealthy. Yeah. Everything. Well, like, a lot of dog foods have, like, corn and soy and shit like that in them as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. there's a whole, like, I'm not going to get into it because people will start a riot, but like, yeah, you should definitely get into it. That's great. I don't know enough to like, it's okay to be wrong. An opinion out there, like the grain free versus grain food diet. Like people think like it's horrible. You shouldn't do it. And other people are like, eh, it's fine. So it's um, identical to what we have with humans. Exactly. Um, same thing with like meats for animals though. Um, I feel like, well, since wolves have, or dogs have like descended from wolves, they like greater canines. Um, they ate all meat, any type of meat that they could get and they thrived on it. But like now you see dogs in the clinic that have allergies to like every single meat possible. Where'd that come from? That's really interesting. Probably from all the other preservatives and stuff in that meat. Is that, you know, that's true also. Is that like specific breeds or is it just random? Um, more. See a lot of like bigger breeds have a lot of skin issues and it's usually related to the meat, like the protein source of what they're eating. Is it so certain lot, like, types of meat or is it just all meat? Um, beef and poultry are the main ones that you see reactions to which is crazy because that's like what they used to eat or like what you'd see yeah. a different canine eat. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I could understand like pork or something along those lines being a little yeah. more like that. Those two are, you know, like we and can like, eat those raw. Even Daisy, I'm pretty sure she's on like a salmon or like a lamb. 
Because she has allergy issues. Hmm. I mean, I would think those would be pretty good for you. So that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, these, I don't know who Jordan Peterson is. He's like a clinical psychologist, but uh, mm -hmm. he's got like a lot of auto autoimmune issues. I think his daughter did as well. And they both, all they eat was, I think she ate lamb and he ate beef. And it like, he put salt on it and drank water. That's all he ever ate. And it cured, it cured both of them completely. That's crazy. Because. Yeah. That's weird though. That we, like we switch back to the stuff and like it has a positive reaction for us. But like when you actually try and feed them what they're supposed to be eating, they get, you know, all that allergies and irritations and stuff. I know, right? It's crazy. It sense. So then a lot of people do like, called like a raw diet where they literally just get like slabs of meat and cook it for their dogs and okay, i've so really only heard like positive feedback from those so it's what just the one you were talking about before that's causing the issues that's like the manufactured meats yeah oh okay i thought it was and like the dog treats that have which like like you see beef flavoring it's like it says there's beef in it but like exactly that's know? that's something i actually just explained to them like that maple flavor that you and i use like mm -hmm. it really honestly be better for us to consume maple syrup if we were gonna consume that but like the thing for me is just like so low carb that it's kind of yeah. hard to want to because maple actual maple syrup is pretty high in carbs and i don't know if it had you know the same effect or not but yeah I actually take another field trip to Purina. So maybe I can get a little more insight of how it's made and what they do there. Where's that at? Um, I want to say down in like Washington area, somewhere down there. Yeah. It's pretty far away from me right now. Dude, dog food plants do not smell good. <laughs> no, I remember that one that we drove by. Where is it? Yeah. Like Rolla? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we're going all the way down there, but I don't know. Yeah, stinks. Yeah. What about the uh, uh, the like castrated versus not castrated thing? I know we've talked about that before. <laughs> I would like to rehash that. Like, I can only give my opinion because I'm not a doctor. It's okay. more of just like what I've seen and what I've learned by books so far. So controversial. Um. I'm a big believer in it. I mean, if you're thinking about humans, we have birth control, animals mm. don't. So it's really like fixing your animal to prevent that. Because if we get so overcrowded with puppies and kittens, then they're just gonna get euthanized. Right. As far as like age, you wanna castrate or spay your dog or cat, um, it's really up to the owner or like what they determine is like passive puberty, like to where they're their full like development. Mm -hmm. um, but once you get like past a certain age, at that point, it becomes more of a danger to perform the surgery than to just leave them intact. But it also comes with risk with leaving them intact, like um, their testicles could become tumorous and eventually lead to cancer. I've seen little dogs that form a tumor this big and then 
they ended up having to get a tumor removal and passed away on the operating table. So like, yeah. it so becomes very that, serious. I just find that so wild. Like even about our own bodies that we just have, you know, it's hard to make those calls and know exactly what you're supposed to do. Yeah, it is hard. Yeah. I don't know. The thing I wonder about, like, I think about a lot is just like the, the hormone differences. Like, yeah. And then I know you said before, it's like pretty breed specific. Like some, some probably need, you know, to not be castrated to like probably feel right. But then others that are like kind of more aggressive probably need to have them removed. Right. It's just like humans, like every person hits puberty at a different age. Yeah. I mean, same with dogs. And right now I'm learning about so many other kinds of species that they all have different ages when they get castrated. Right. So. Is that really just uh, the majority of the problems you, you see like within dogs and cats or is that spread to other animals too? You're talking about like... Um, like farm animals, stuff like that. Do they have mean, the like, same kind of problems? or Cancer or... Yeah, the tumor, stuff like that. Um, I can't say that I've heard of any or seen of any, just because, I mean, a lot of people that have like a cattle farm, they're pretty on top of that. And like, they keep aside the bulls that they're going to breed and the ones that they're going to castrate. So like we go to this one farm by our school, um, twice a year and like, they're so on top of every single tagged cow that they have, that they know like that one needs to get castrated at this time and so on. So we do that fun. Yeah. And there are probably people that have, you know, have a lot more experience. Like you get a dog. Most people have like one dog or so. You do that, what, once every 10 years or so. Right. That you don't, it's a little harder to make that call, I guess. I know. I wish people could be more educated before they get a dog. Yeah. Yeah. No, that doesn't happen. No, they end up not knowing what to do and just like a kid. And then they just put it in the pound. Yeah. which sucks yeah hmm. what about like other shots and stuff like i don't really know what's common like i've never had to do that on my own like vaccines yeah for a long um well rabies is most important of course i mean anywhere you go you should have a rabies tag on your animal just to alert other people if they were to get bitten that they're safe like they're protected because let's say you come across a random animal and they bite you and you think they might be rabid, but you don't know, that animal has to get euthanized and sent off to make sure. Yeah. Because if that person suspects it, then they have to go through their rabies series and it becomes a serious thing. Um, we also protect against um, canine distemper, which is another viral disease that's pretty serious for them we can't get it ourselves but um it's very contagious throughout dogs um we also do one called bordetella which is like dog kennel cough so a lot of dogs can get it like at a boarding facility and they'll literally just like cough their lungs up it's like a cold for us Mm -hmm. Um, so that one's required you can get a flu shot i know a lot of boarding places and groomers require a flu shot I think that one's more of just like how we have a preference for a flu shot. It's not required, but some places prefer it. Um, So these are all mostly dog-based? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
what about like some of the stuff like have you i know you've done like some farm stuff and whatnot what are what are those typically um trying to remember this was so long ago or at least what do they do like if you know that yeah um i know we deworm all of them um, we gave them something and like i can't remember what it was but um after a cow is castrated, they have to get a tetanus shot. Anytime like a large animal has an open wound, they have to get a tetanus shot. They are so susceptible to it that it's like dangerous to play around with. So like when in doubt, they should get one, like just yeah. to make sure. Because um, the doctor would just like literally cut it off and then send it on its way. And like, you know about banding, right. which Go back and forth with that too. Um, I like prefer as far as, yeah, okay. yeah. That's more so just so people can do it themselves, right? Yeah, and they think it's easier, but it's really not on the cow. Oh no, that's it's not, like stress a lot longer. Yeah, and then and it then could like you can mess it up. And, yeah. Yeah then it can become infected because you don't know when it's going to fall off or how long it's going to be open and not sanitary. Yeah. I got a guy I work with, a cattle farmer and he's, he takes pictures of them all the time. He was showing me one he like messed up on, I guess. And it like only got one of them or like slipped off or something. Or, I, don't, yeah. I don't know what happened. I've never done it. But, and like, yeah. imagine being like, that cow. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. I don't even know what you do with it at that point. Like, Reband it, I guess. You could, or you got to cost one out and get the other one off. Yeah, <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be rough. <laughs> I would hate my life at that point. <laughs> yeah, jeez, man. So, what about like? There's a lot of controversy with some of the stuff. Like mostly, I kind of mentioned this to Dad earlier today about like injections for animal animals you're going to eat or like the feed that they're eating. Mm. Because we were talking about on our podcast about how uh, like we have monocrop agriculture basically that our wildlife is living off of, which you know they're not eating. Like I mentioned in the beginning of this, they're not eating the same way they would have been 200 years ago. That it's you know, wild, wild game is said to be, you know, healthier and all that because it doesn't have uh, like all the manufactured feeds or uh, they don't, you know, get all these uh, injections and stuff like that. They're also not eating what they're naturally supposed to. So I was just wondering like the concern level, I guess, for like livestock that are ingesting and getting injected with all these things. Um. I will say from performing the shots, there are certain locations that we can inject and we can't inject just to ensure that that meat doesn't have a hole in it or inject anything into it. Um, I mean, majority is relatively safe. Um, I, we've really like, hit a chapter in our book about ways to like euthanize animals and I know for sure if like someone has a pet 
and they want to euthanize it rather than rather than like this is going to sound awful because it's kind of brutal but you can like hit them on the head or like right gunshot those types of ways the head thing's pretty common for cattle isn't it yeah but i mean if you have like a pet cow you don't really want to do that to it so there is like a euthanasia solution that like you inject intravenously just like a dog euthanasia but at that point you're destroying any chance of getting anything out of that cow yeah so which is yeah kind of what we talked about but like i don't know i just feel like there's a lot of places where you you buy meat from that like i don't know that they nest like yeah it's probably good to buy like local meat and whatnot but there's probably not the same standards they have as like the stuff you're buying from walmart you know Right. Well, don't a lot of them come injected with like antibiotics? Right. Yeah. So is that what you like? I mean, I'm sure there's a duration period. There's probably like some kind of US, what do they call it? Oh, yeah. There's guidelines on that. I remember that. Yeah. Some standard for like we remember when we did show hogs, dad and I were talking about this today. Mm -hmm. You had to leave them off like the feed and all that stuff for however long before you could eat them. Yeah. They call it like a withdrawal time. Yeah. I also know that, uh, so there was this, I think it was last year, a bear had to be tranquilized. Um, just, I don't remember why, in a, in a po- very heavy, heavily populated area. And uh, they ended up releasing it. And like 20 days later, or it might've been 10 days later, a hunter actually killed it during a bear season. And so that was like a big controversy is like uh, whether he should eat the meat or not. Because was this the one in Missouri? No, this was. Oh, I was gonna say Bruno. I remember him. Yeah, yeah, no, it was some western state, like maybe the state of Washington or something. But yeah, that was a big controversy. He was like, "I'm gonna eat it, like whatever." But I think they recommended. I don't know if it was somewhere between thirty and ninety days that that needed to really get out of his system before they would recommend eating it. But like they're they weren't allowed to like let him not eat it. I guess so. It's kind of yeah. His tag, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. That's just something I'm, I don't know, trying to be kind of more considerate about where the stuff's coming from and what it has in it. Yeah. Yeah, I feel you on that. Yeah. If I'm not, you know, if I'm not eating grain and stuff myself, I'm not really sure I want to eat something that's been eating all these Monsanto crops and whatnot. Right. You know, I wish we had more insight on like processors and how they work and what they do. Yeah. I also feel like... like yeah and i also feel like yeah or at least hold everyone to the same standard right but i, I also what's that i was like because then you don't know what you're getting yourself into you go one place they do one thing and then you go to another and they do something else exactly so i was telling i was telling dad dylan's real big into eating liver now but i was i was asking him and i don't think it took, kind of took him a while to understand i think but i was like the liver is like a big filter so basically yeah. all that all crap shit. is like in there. So I'm okay. like, are you getting grass-fed organic beef liver? Because if it's not, like it could still have all those contaminants in it. That's like freaking me out because the doctor in my work like kills his own birds. He'll skin them in the clinic and then he'll cook them up. And he cooks like um, livers, like a bird liver. And yeah, like I, mean, I like- ate it. And now, like, what you're saying, like, I didn't even yeah. think of that. Bird drinks some contaminated water. Or, yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, I guess if you cook it high enough, it kills a lot of the like diseases that you can get. Well, the natural stuff, but like water, yeah. you could have some pretty serious toxins in that. Yeah. And that'll take me back to microbiology where I learned all of that. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty scary how much stuff lives out there. Oh yeah. There's yeah. Yeah. Cook your meat. That's for sure. Yeah. No, I'm a well done guy. And I'm not, but like really. Surprising. Yeah. For some stuff. Like I like my steak medium at least. Hmm. But like pork. For sure. Well done. Do you know the pork in Australia? I was telling them this today too, because I just recently learned it. Pork in Australia, you don't have to cook all the way through. They don't have the same, because they don't have like trichinosis or any of that. Like that's something that we got here from like domesticated hogs. Hmm. Mm, Give it a while. I feel like it'll spread over there. Oh yeah, probably. I'm sure. (laughs) Yeah, no, they don't. They just, they cook it rare over there. That's crazy. Yeah. Ew. Yeah, I just I'm not about that. I'm I'm real picky when it comes to steak, anyways. <laughs> like, like even even when cooked the way I like it, I'm so picky on. So. Yeah, like you don't know what's in that meat. Yep. That's the thing until you eat it, and then you find out later. Oh man, I meant to tell mom this one because we were talking about ancient cultures, whatever. But who? <sighs> it was uh, this guy I've been watching on YouTube. He's a doctor. He's called Carnivore MD, but he just, he's real big on like carnivore diet and all that. He'll go to like these other cultures and uh, like take, I remember, I've been in Brazil or something. I can't remember, but like they killed a monkey and ate it. Yeah. I was like, there's no fucking way. It looked like a little human. He had like five fingers and shit. That's what creeps me out. It's like, yeah, how similar they are to us. Yeah. So that's not, that has nothing to do with, you know, no, what's, but, I'm sure whatever it's eating is 100% natural, but uh, that's a little, I'm a little too picky for that. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't you mention something once too about like there's some, there can sometimes be some kind of harmful stuff in wild game, though. I mean... Like some microorganisms or something like that? Or is oh, that just yeah, when you don't sure. cook it? Like you said, um, drinking water, contaminated water. Um, salmonella is, spreads so much. And people don't realize it, but it spreads so easily. Um, your wild game is feeding on other animals that you don't know where they came from so then that's just like spreading down the food chain then you're consuming that and you're getting it too yeah man it's crazy this shit hasn't uh killed us faster than it usually does right Hmm. i'll tell you anything else You know, it's basically diets and castration. That's what I was wondering about. Anything interesting you, anything else interesting you have to share? Mm, Nothing really. Okay. I'm going to wrap it up.
Yeah. All right. Well, good luck the rest of your uh, trips and college and all that fun bullshit. Thank you. I'll try my hardest. <laughs> yeah, just pass. Yeah, I know. So close. So close. All right. I will see you later. Thanks for coming right. on. See you. Thanks for having me.